Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, good morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for giving us that opportunity to be in your presence, for giving us you, for giving us Jesus, for giving us your spirit to be with us. And Jesus said, I will never leave you. I will always be with you even unto the end of time. We thank you, Lord, that you do not go back on your word. We thank you that you are called faithful. That is your name. You are true to your word. And you value it more than your name. We thank you, Father, that it is that word that we live by. And we quote that in our prayer. For your word says, man shall not live by bread alone. So we hold on to all those promises, all those prophecies, and all the principles that you give us in your word. We thank you that you call us to your secret place to be with you every single day, Lord. So that as we commune with you, you pour your knowledge, your peace, your joy into our hearts. You open up our understanding and you make your mysteries, your revelations known to us. That we can use in our Christian experience, in our prayer life, in our speaking. In order to rise above our circumstances. In order not just to be abundant in those circumstances, in those storms, but to be in a position of dominance, to dominate. For that was your creation mandate for us. The blessing that you gave us in Adam. When you said, be fruitful and multiply. And dominate the earth. We thank you, Father. And we share the same peace and joy that you pour into our hearts with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. We share it with Christians everywhere that do not yet know you, with all those that do not want to know you. We share it also, Lord, with all those that we are lifting up in our place of prayer and those that have no one to pray for them. And we ask for a quickening in their spirits, that their eyes be opened to see your presence, to know that this is the finger of the Father that has worked in their lives. That they make that conscious decision then to give their hearts to you, Lord. We ask for that quickening in their spirits today. And as we make our prayer this morning, we call on your name. <coughs> the name of our maker, our creator, the preserver, the lifter of men. The faithful one who always completes every good work that he has started in us. The ancient of days, the rabbi of all ages. The God who always honors his covenants. The God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. And we pray in the name of his son Jesus. The one who gave of his life that we might have life. The one who paid the price that we might live free. Our rock, our refuge, the cornerstone, our foundation. And we pray in the name of His Spirit, the Spirit of the living God, the Spirit of Jesus, the Spirit of light and life and truth, the breath of the Father, 
that he has given us. It is the same one that raised Jesus from the dead and now gives life to our mortal body. Where through the baptism of the Spirit, we are quickened in the Spirit and made alive. He is our comforter, our advocate, our intercessor, our counselor, our strengthener, our standby, our teacher, our friend. The Father of all spirits. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with the gift of your word, your spirit. And you have blessed us with the gift of prayer where we can combine these when we commune with you in the spirit to speak life into dead situations. To speak hope. To hold on in faith. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with every physical provision in accordance with your glory, your riches in glory through Christ Jesus. More than we can ask and imagine, more than all we need, you are able to provide above and beyond. You are able to make every grace abound towards us. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with every spiritual gift as well in the heavenlies. And we ask for an activation of those gifts and being fanned into flames. That each one, every person in this house might use that gift and use it for your glory. We thank you, Father. As we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every person that is part of this prayer meeting as well as every member and every every member of every family that is part of this prayer group. Also cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we make by your precious blood, Jesus, the blood of the new and eternal covenant. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your holy, pure and perfect will for each of these lives, Lord. I call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters and spiritual attacks. I command that angelic protection and I declare divine exemption in the mighty and all-powerful name and by the blood of Jesus. We also herald the power in our spoken word. As we proclaim your word from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11, that says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out of my mouth this day. And we each declare, It will not return to me empty. It shall not delay, but shall be fulfilled in completeness. It will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I send it. When I send it in faith, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the discernment to choose life, for that power of life in our tongue. Thank you, Jesus. Today we continue in our reflection on the type of Christian that Satan fears. Yesterday we saw that Satan does not fear God or Jesus. God the Father and Jesus. He only cares about what you as a Christian know and will use. Which means he knows that you carry the potential to harm him. And that decides whether you become a threat to him or not. So what information on the truth 
do you need to know and remember in order for you to be that threat to him? You must know and remember this at all times. The first thing to remember is your identity. You are a son or a daughter of God. Now we see that clearly mentioned and referenced in John 1 verse 12. Romans 8 verse 15. Now John 1 verse 12, it says, Everyone that received Jesus, he gave them power to be called sons of God, sons and daughters of God. We immediately become his inheritance as soon as you receive him. And the simple way to receive him is believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. Romans 10 verse 9 and 10. Then he said, then you shall be saved. And the other place is Romans 8 verse 15, where it talks of the spirit of adoption by which we have been adopted and therefore we can call God our father. We can cry out, Abba, Father. We should always remember that we you are a son or a daughter of God at all times is what we need to remember. Even if Satan tries to make you feel guilty, that does not change your sonship in any way. Romans 8 verse 1 starts with, There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. A son or a daughter will remain a son or a daughter. You will remain that daughter, irrespective of other circumstances anywhere, once you come into his kingdom, once you are saved, that status does not change. The only way it can change is if we lapse back into iniquity and do not repent. So we must forget who we are. Or we will be, we must not forget who we are. Or we will be tested on that identity. Just like Jesus was tested by Satan when he emerged out of the wilderness. The question he was asked is, if you are the son of God, then turn these stones into bread. You will be asked the same, if you are a son or a daughter of God. You must know who you are. Or what is your relationship with him? The second truth or information that you need to know and remember is or are the covenants that cover you. You can strategically use those covenants in battle. Now, demons also fight based on permissions that they have secured through covenants. And in most cases, those covenants are through familiar spirits in ancestral bloodlines. They use that as the premise or the basis for not leaving the person or that family line and jumping down that lineage from generation to generation, oppressing them. The only way you can stand against those kinds of covenants and demonic activity is by relying on the covenants that you are aware of that can destroy them. The greatest among all covenants that Satan fears the most is the new and the eternal covenant by the blood of Jesus. He doesn't fear Jesus, but the believer that calls the blood of Jesus, that's the one that bothers him. Why? Because that blood has won all victories for the believer. 
It was not for Jesus himself. It was for the believer. And coming under this covenant gives the believer the authority and reconciliation. Authority to be son of God, which means he can speak with authority and it gives him sonship. It reaffirms that authority and that comes with power. That power for you to be able to speak and speak the word of God. And your speaking carries the power of creation. It restores your abundance and dominion, which means you are in charge of the earth realm now. That is what Satan fears. You must remember that covenant and come under that covenant when you speak, when you fight. Paul says in Ephesians 6, we wrestle. He did not say we will wrestle. It is not a battle of the future. You are already in that battle. Current, continuous, present tense. We wrestle. That's Ephesians 6.12. So what about authority? Now that's the third thing for you to remember then. Luke 10 verse 19. Jesus said to his disciples. When you come under his covenant, when you accept his lordship, Roman 10 verse 10, you now become his disciple. In Luke 10 verse 19, he said to his disciples, I have given, not I will give, I have given you authority over all, all, all the power of the enemy, not some of it. Not wait a minute, let me think. I have given you already authority over all the power of the enemy. That is what you carry when you come under that covenant, when you are his disciple. And nothing shall by any means harm you. That completes his authority given. Now, what are we saying out of our ignorance? Satan is powerful, the believer is helpless. And we're begging God, please help, get me out of this situation. God is saying, you have everything that you need to get out of that situation. Use it with understanding. This is why God said in Hosea 4 verse 6, My people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. Which is why it is important to read your Bible and know what God has provisioned for you. When is the right time to use that to your advantage? Remember the Bible is all about prophecies, promises and principles. And if you know how to use these three things in your place of prayer, you can play your storm like you're playing a game of chess. That is what the Bible is all about teaching us to do. To play it strategically. And later this week, we will take a session on that. More importantly, when you understand what God and the Bible has provisioned for you, when you read your Bible, you know what he has provisioned for you and when is the right time to use that to your advantage, then you can be strategic with your everyday life. Things like commanding your morning, things like tithing, following the Ten Commandments, especially the fifth one, 
which talks about honoring your mother and your father so you shall live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. That's a very important one for us to remember. Many times when we are caught up in situations that become life-threatening, find ways to honor your mother and your father. And it could be as simple as just like you would give a tithe to God, you make a small little gift to them. Say, I just want to honor you and thank you for all you have done for me. That is God's commandment, his law. He holds his word above his name. Use it as a principle. Many do not know this. And then what do you do next when you know these? You speak them in faith. You do what those principles say. We talk about binding and losing in prayer. That's another one that can be used strategically. Let me give you the mystery behind it. The Bible said in all the Bible said all things that are seen are made from things that are unseen. Or we can say everything in the earth realm is made or sourced in its origin is in the spirit realm. So if something is shifted in the spirit realm, then you can see that manifestation or its outcome in physical in the physical sense in the earth realm. But the reverse is not true. You often can't change anything in the spirit realm from the earth realm. There is no, no precedent of that. So Jesus calls this a key. where He says you can use this key and you can reverse engineer things there. That's why he calls it keys to the kingdom. You can use that as a key to enforce God's rule over that situation by speaking with authority. Where now you can do something on earth and you must see a change happening in heaven. You can do something in the physical realm and bring about a change in the spiritual realm. You bind on earth and it will be bound in heaven. You lose on earth, it will be loosed in heaven. That is the only way to shift something in the spiritual realm by changing something or doing something in the physical realm. And you can use it to exercise authority. It's a key given to you, key to the kingdom. And he says key to the kingdom, it is a way of enforcing God's law and his rule there by speaking out of what is written in his law and his rule and using that as the basis for binding or losing. And it's a key because it can unlock. It is unlock whatever you are able to do with, do to them, to the enemy right now from where you are. You can lock or you can unlock. So the only thing in the earth realm that can go into the spirit realm and affect it are words. That is why we are cautioned because words are spirit. That is why we are cautioned about using our words carefully. There's a powerful teaching that Brother Vivek has done on words. You find that on our YouTube page. It's actually our demo reel that's seen on the top of our YouTube page. 
It's a very powerful teaching on words. And you speak those words with the knowledge of the truth, not knowledge of evil. Remember, Satan used knowledge of evil to twist those words. When he came to Satan, and you see that in Matthew chapter 4, after Jesus fasted, he tempted himself. He tempted him and said, throw yourself down from the top of the temple, for it is written that angels will catch you. They will hold you. That's twisted use of the word. And he often seeks to use it in that way to confuse people, to confuse believers. So we need to be very clear in our understanding of what that word says. Adam was given the instruction, Satan confused Eve. And out of that confusion, she succumbed to it. And the rest became our history that we continue to live in, that original sin. It is very important to know and hold on to what you are believing in based on the basis of what you understand from the word. If your understanding is not clear, there is a very good chance he can confuse. If your faith is a little shaky, there is a very good chance he can introduce doubt and fear. We speak our words with the knowledge of the truth, not knowledge of evil. I remember it's about knowing your identity in God, your God-given authority and the systems of advantage that he has made available to you. When you know and understand the truth, then it is time for the enemy to fear because of what you can do when you use that truth with your authority. You combine all these. Because your armor is now suddenly up on you, protecting you. Your sword of the spirit is active and ready to go into battle. And the blood of Jesus is yours to claim by covenant in faith. Your protection. Because of which he can no longer accuse you. Are you prepared to learn to become that formidable that the enemy fears you? Or are you going to live in fear and ignorance? This is your personal battle and you are already in it. So only you can answer that question. And since you are already in the battle, I think the answer should be obvious and clear there. Or are we still going to continue to live out of ignorance and be bashed up? It is a choice every Christian must make. When you know and understand through faith, that you are given the upper hand in that battle, you will no longer fear. You will no longer doubt. But we must grow our knowledge and understanding of our relationship with God and what He has given us in order to reach that position to then stretch out our hands to fight in that battle and not take it out of fear and succumb to it. Father, we ask for that edification in our spirit today. That everyone, every Christian, every believer makes that conscious decision to come, to stand up to that battle, to draw a line and say, enough is enough, this ends here. I will no longer continue to suffer. I will no longer continue to be bashed up and not have capacity to fight back. Knowing what you have given us, knowing the ability 
that sits within us. The resurrection power himself. The father of all spirits himself to whom every spirit in the universe including demonic realm spirits are subject. The Holy Spirit. Knowing that we carry the capacity to use our words and God himself backs that when we speak it in faith. We ask for that edification in our spirit, Lord, to make that decision today and to recommit ourselves once again to studying the word and knowing that from there comes our liberty. For Jesus said, you shall then know the truth by the spirit of liberty. And that truth and the spirit of liberty is what brings freedom. We ask for that edification in our spirits this day, Lord. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease. For all families that are embattled, that are facing division and separation. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives, especially that of busyness, prayerlessness, Ignorance of your ways and poverty. We pray for our own personal needs, those of our families and our friends. Especially those that are not yet saved, Lord. And we ask for a quickening in their spirits. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And as we release our faith and our prayer, making this a prayer of agreement with each other in the spirit, we believe that we have received. We believe that this prayer is an answered prayer in the name of Jesus. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue and your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Shandikia, <laughs> <laughs> 
The scripture that I got for today is from Ephesians 5, verse 1. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand fast, therefore. And do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And that's what this reflection essentially is about. Not submitting back to that yoke again anymore. Standing, fighting, and knowing that we are already victorious because he achieved it on the cross. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for this beautiful time of prayer. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you are doing with us here in Toronto. Thank you for the Eucharistic miracle that happened in St. Lawrence the Martyr Church in the month of January, which was photographed by one of our uh, people here. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And the main message of that, of that testimony, of that miracle was that you are so lonely, Jesus. No one comes to pay their gratitude to you. No one comes to make a reparation for all the grievances that you have received in the Holy Eucharist, and especially from youth. Father God, I thank you, Jesus, that Psalm 30, verse 5 and 6 says, that tears flow in the night, but joy comes in the morning. Lord Jesus, I thank you for Brother Vivek and Brother Russell, Shanine, and all these people who come daily and the families of the Brisbane Prayer Group. And thank you that from Toronto, you've given me this chance, Lord. I thank you for Psalm 97, verse 5. It says, mountains melt like wax before the Lord. Yes, Lord Jesus, so many mountains are, are melting. And I have a beautiful, beautiful testimony, Lord. I've been praying a lot about this, about my career, because it's, uh, I work as a, um, as a support staff in schools. And every day with Brother Vivek I, and Brother Russell, I uh, call my angels as per Hebrews 14, Hebrews 1 verse 14. And I pray, told the Holy Spirit last week, I said, take me to a place where I can spread the gospel, where I can talk about the gospel. And the Holy Spirit took me on Friday to a school. It, the school name was called Public Academy for Indigenous People, something like that it was. 
and I went into the school and I knew that this is the place the Holy Spirit has chosen for me. I had to walk three floors up to go to it because it was three schools in one big building. And the person who came to me, she said her name was a curriculum worker. And when I heard her name, she said, my name is Shulamite. I said, Shulamite. I mean, I've never heard that name before, except in the in the Bible, when Elisha, that, you know, you know about that story. And then we started to talk and the school was a, a beautiful school, but this it's like an alternative school, only 22 students. And only the students who could fail miserably in other schools, they are put there because of some something about indigenous and something, something I'm not, I'm not sure. And the Lord gave me so much peace as I entered there because I was carrying my book, which is about the spiritual warfare, the little book, uh, how to break the curses and how to whatnot. A boy came to me and he said, I want water. A boy, and I'm saying this is from grade nine to 12, so grade, that means they're 16 to around young adults, very young adults, but at that age when they, when, when they are like really boisterous. So a young boy came to me, he was around 18 or 19 or maybe 16. And he said, I want water. So, and it was my first day in that school. I've never been in that school before. And I said, okay, well, I expected, you know, Nestle bottles and something like that. But he actually took a, a disinfectant bottle, a big disinfectant bottle. He kind of stole it from the office because the, the teacher, the curriculum lead, lead worker was in her classroom. So I, I was the only one there. And another girl came and she kind of distracted me talking to me anyway. So, and I felt so sad when that happened. I said these, then the curriculum worker Shulamai, she came back to me and she said, and I just started to pray. I just, I didn't know what to do. I said, Father God, why are they destroying their bodies? Why are they drinking disinfectant, a big one liter bottle? I mean, boys and girls, like, you know, whatever gangs and whatnot. And I said, Father God, why? And he said, I, that's why I brought you here, Lynette, today to pray for this. And it's it's a it's a like beautiful subjects. They teach music, geography, everything. Lovely, you know, very nice, nice school. And I started to just pray, and I I just prayed in the spirit and prayed in the spirit, and prayed in the spirit. And of course, I I exclaimed all these scripture verses because I started saying all all the verses that I've learned through here: Hebrews thirteen verse eight, Psalm twenty-three verse one, and and I just took the name of Jesus. I just soaked them and marinated them. I vaccinated each person in that because there were only 22 students, right? So I could do that. And I, I took the list and I said, everyone who comes into this place, I'm claiming for Jesus. And then the day praise went God. so well. I, Yeah, praise God. I saw, if you have a long Jesus. extended testimony, sister, are you no, able to it, share that it. on the group? I can, you yes, for sure. In the interest of time. Yes. Yes, yes, and yes, it's a long testimony, and it's a beautiful testimony, and everybody will will benefit from it. Yeah, please share so that on, is, the, on, on the, I will. The, the group. Please. I will. So it is God is great, the God whose promises I trust. I will not fear, I will never be afraid. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We have a couple of scriptures that have been shared in the chat as well. The first one is from 1 Peter 2 verse 9, which is quoted from the New Living Translation, where it is written, But you are not like that, for you are a chosen people, you are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's very own possession, 
as a result you can show others the goodness of god for he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light and the second scripture quoted there quoted in our chat is from galatians 5 verse 19 to 21 quoted from the niv where it is written the acts of the flesh are obvious sexual immorality impurity and debauchery idolatry and witchcraft hatred discord jealousy fits of rage selfish ambition dissensions factions and envy drunkenness orgies and the like i warn you as i did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of god amen thank you jesus you are being blessed by these morning encounters for the savious powerful reflections are daily divine mercy and rosary sessions as well as the friday bible study sessions please share links for zoom and youtube with friends and family invite them to join later this morning we shall post information on the topic for this week on our telegram group please share that invite them to come on friday alternatively you can also point those who missed these sessions you can point them to the recordings that are available on youtube on spotify as well as posted on our facebook page and let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our lord jesus christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us chases and overtakes us let that be multiplied in each of our lives today so that as we are blessed let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of jesus and for his glory we bless and have a wonderful day everyone thank you russell god bless everyone thank you russell thank you everybody